Bake at the break, all thanks to McNeil's BP. And this week, I'm with former Warnable superstar, and I don't say that lightly, and also Tarang at Mortlake footballer in Mark Tocker O'Keefe. Tock, great to have you here, mate. Look, thanks very much, Matty, for the invitation this week. Tock, take us back to uh, to where it all started for yourself, mate. Uh, debuting as a 17-year-old for Warrnambool way back in 1979. Yeah, look, uh, football was certainly different. Um, I played some juniors down at CBC and then went up to East Warrnambool, obviously through mates back then, and uh, had a few games up there. And then the seniors at East showed some interest. Obviously, they were... I think they actually might have won it around 79. They had a very good side, yep. a big, strong side. And uh, Warrnambool was showing some same the same interest too. Um, so I went across to Warrnambool and played, I think it was in the 79 or 78, um, under-18s. Yep. And then went through the same year and played a game. Um, actually, it was against Tarang. Yep. It is Tarang back then. And yep. uh, yep. played the one game down there and... Uh, Oh, look, there were some big, big, strong blokes. I was a skinny little <laughs> runt. <laughs> and uh, there were some big, strong players playing back then, and not just in the keys. They were they were axe handles across the, the uh, shoulders. Yeah, so it was a great experience. And um, and obviously, I wanted to stay there then. I wanted to Loved be, it. be the best and get, you know, obviously, Warrnambool had a, a great reputation back then. And yeah. and obviously, Tarang did too. They were, they were pretty, uh, no, I think they were yeah. coming off. A lot of prim- a lot of grand finals. Yeah, and, and mate, take us through then the the eighties at Warnable. Such a successful period uh, under Grant Thomas. Uh, it, it was amazing. The four peat, of course. Uh, it must have been some great times there for you, talking and, and a best and fairest too in eighty eight in one of those premiership years. It was. Look, the early eighties were a bit up and down. We we were going through probably a coach a year. A very unsettling yeah. time, early eighties. Um, and we had some great coaches, but obviously. You do need um, you need some players, and maybe Warnwood didn't have the players back then. I, I don't know, but yeah, um, we had Ray Hawthorne obviously in '84 who got Premiership champions with us, and yeah. uh, Ray did a fantastic job. And then '85 there was a bit of turmoil behind the scenes, yeah, um, and and Ray Ray was stood down or, or whatever it was, however you want to call it. Yeah, um, we had an interim coach then. I think was uh, might have been Lee McCorkle. Um, was given the role back then, and then um, they appointed Grant Thomas, who, well, obviously everyone heard about him. He's played for Victoria and St Kilda and North. He was a big North. boy, wasn't he? Strong, strong man. He, um, I think he, his knees were definitely shot before he came, but yeah. he had such a charisma about him. Yeah, and he really got well. He, and you look back now, he changed Hampton League with the way, the yeah. way football was played. Very smart man. Yeah. yeah, look, he was a great communicator. In, in later, in, that was his, actually his employment. He actually was employed to talk to to companies. Yeah, and, and talk like to win a to win a best and fairest in a premiership year. You know, like that would have been something pretty special, mate. Because there were some good players running around at Warnwell. Uh, you know, in those those four grand final, those all those four flags, wasn't mm. there? Oh, look, there was some. You know, you could go through every player. Yeah. I don't. I won't because I'll leave someone out. But you know, you just had the greatest confidence in every player that was that was playing with you. Yeah, that, that, that either look after you or you look after them and the skills were exceptional and I think Warnable sort of they did recruit specific players yep about that around that time and um, you know the club really got behind Grant Thomas now whether it was Grant Thomas forcing the issue but I know very well that him and Bill Tolman were very very close and yeah and everyone would know with the Hampton League that Tolman uh yeah. You well, know, he practically run the footy club. Now, now, mate, you ended up over at Sturt in uh, in the SANFL. How'd that all come about? Well, I, I won't 
be arrogant. So look, we won more played in the four premierships, and uh, and during that four, I played. Through, I went down to Geelong for the '87 yep. season, and then came back and obviously won the best and first. Uh, missed '89 by a vote. I think Jack O'Connor knocked me off by a vote yep. in the '89, and I just needed something. I, I definitely challenge. wanted to coach. Yeah, yeah. Even when I played, it wasn't so much the winning, and that it was just you wanted to play better or do something yep. like you know if you could play in league every week you'd probably do that yes it was like yep. that so now talk uh in, in those times so when you're away so richard nixon was coach of the Warrnambool football club uh you're obviously coming back uh to the area uh, you know and obviously had a passion to coach um shocking tragedy uh in i think was it 92 the start of 92 when richard nixon uh you know obviously lost his life in, in that bus accident uh over mount gambia way mate it was it was terrible at the time because he was he was up and about the blues were up and about again and uh, he was such a super player and a great fella wasn't he well he was i wasn't fortunate enough to meet richard i've, richard, I've obviously heard about him he, he'd yeah. come from uh, richmond football club a very very great good player. club yeah <laughs> very passionate so um but once again credit to warren for being able to entice a player like that yeah you were pretty close to, to coaching Caroy that 92 season weren't you yeah look your information's pretty spot on there um Caroy got wind of that I think pretty early yep. and obviously Warrnambool had their coach Richard was coaching yes and you're right we stayed there till Christmas time and I think it was about Feb and and I'd been speaking with um, Paul Stafford and I think Brownie rang up too to join yep. and, and they were very good they were, they were professional and uh, I'll say now I was probably a week um, off coaching quite that year in 92 and I said look I'll just Get home and we'll sit down and yeah. And I didn't want to do it over the phone. Yeah. Um, get home. We'll sit down. We'll have a chat, and, and then see how we go. But uh, history, I guess, speaks for itself, mate. Because you come back, you coached uh, in '92, '93 at the Blues, and you won a flag in your first year mm. as coach, which is pretty special to come into to a group of players. Uh, you know, mid January, uh, you know, and, and kind of take over. She's a pretty pretty fair effort, mate. Oh, look, it was, and I suppose I came over with a mindset of what I wanted to do. Yeah. And the thing that surprised me is the player, the turnover of players at Warrnambool. I really only knew um, the five players probably in the seniors. Yes. The rest yeah. had come... Amazing. In a couple of years, in the space of three years, yeah, really. Look, uh, I think some very good players came in there while I was gone from Muscles Creek, you yeah. know, the, the Britons and, and these guys. So there certainly was... was The class was there. So, look, I remember going... Um, and Peter Carroll was the presidency the president secretary then he was really doing everything that yeah. year and um we organized a camp to go to Hall's Gap under short notice and 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 look that I remember some old fellows around the club and unfortunately they, they passed away and they gave us their hand we took a bus up they made some sandwiches and and we went up there just to get to know each other and um and I and training was hard we played a practice game we we trained I don't know how many miles we did but we we run a lot I just wanted to push them all to see who who would um Whinge or, or yeah, they, they yeah. not one player complained or yeah. said, "Gee, who's this?" Okay. Yeah, it was really, and that gave me a, a great, a great start to, to the '92 season. Yeah, um, and the first game I'll never forget. It was it was about thirty something degrees. It was Mortlake on the Reed Oval, and back yeah. in those days, Robbie Misfad was playing. Yes, he used to have a couple of ding dong battles with Robbie. Well, Robbie was a, a fantastic competitor, a fierce <laughs> and fantastic competitor, and a very big man, but. Um, and, and 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 I'll say this now. Back in the late eighties, Bill Tom was trying to get Robbie Misfat at the Footy Club. Yeah, right. We met yep. three senior players. We met with Robbie up at the bar. Yeah, 
um, and Bill Tolman introduced us and he said, listen, we're trying to get this bloke and well, he shook hands with me and I lost my hand. I haven't got the smallest yeah. hands, but, oh, jeez, he was big. Yeah, he's a big man, wasn't he? And later on uh, in the 92, we were, we were opponents and I can tell you, I touched the ball about twice that day. Yeah. I had a jumper ripped off me. We we wrestled and... and in Robbie's defence, we never threw a punch. The grand final, uh, and I was only a young kid, I, was, I went up to Warrnambool in the under-18s as a young'un, and uh, can I, I can vividly remember, mate, uh, you had a broken thumb that you carried into that grand final. I can remember you played against South, and, uh, and a few of the South boys uh, were kind of smacking the thumb any chance they got uh, to try and uh, put you off the game. Can you remember that? Prelim final, uh, we played Camberdown at Port Ferry, and I broke it that day... Um, run into a player's head my hand did and, uh, <laughs> and I broke the thumb and uh, straight up to hospital and I got four pins put in and uh, the nurse was a South Warnable lady <laughs> so word got out word got out fairly quickly that Toco won't be playing in the grand final so I got out and I still didn't know because I hadn't trained I couldn't run yeah. and, you know, yeah. it's like coming out of an operation you don't want to can't yeah. think of anything so Bill Couch took the training I remember that and um, things just followed along as I said we had a great group and um, Pagey made me up a guard just to try out and uh, I know why Jeff Lewis played all his footy with a handguard or a wrist guard because they can be quite good sometimes <laughs> and I think Jeff might have touched a couple of blokes with his uh, over the years but um, uh, we went took it over to the umpires the umpires said look yeah you can play with that Yeah, uh, just put a bit of a bandage on it so I had a crack uh, I really couldn't mark or do anything yeah, to be honest, yeah, but yeah. Uh, on the Thursday night we were picking the sides and because you know, we obviously won our last game, so I had to, for me to go in, I had to drop a player. Yeah, that was obviously the first hardest thing I had to do, and um, and we we're lucky that year. Because, who was that player, mate? Uh, it was Troy Wilson. Yeah, football. Yep, he lived in our street. Yes, so his parents lived in our yep. street, and um, he would have only been a young kid too at the time. Look, he was too, and he did nothing wrong too. He yeah, he was a great player, and um, and luckily. Well, not luckily, but uh, the other side, we had our reserves in the grand final as well. Yeah, um, so, so be part of it still. So he was he was going to be do that, and um, so I had to tell him. And we obviously, uh, we also, I should say, had Grant Thomas talking to us Thursday night, and all he said was, "You've got to play, no matter whether you get the football." I still recall yeah. his words. He said, "You just cannot not not play. There's no advantage." So yeah. I said, "All right, well, I'll go out there with with not much expectations." We, yeah. um, I can remember the start of the game. We. We actually were in East Warnables, the grand finals the that we rooms. had over. We yeah. were in the away rooms, and um, I actually couldn't tie my football boots on. I yeah. couldn't put them on, so Peter Cal put my boots on and tied them up, and and off we went to play uh, to play South. And and look, history says we won, but it wasn't easy. Yeah, it was um, a tough game, wasn't it? It was a tough game, and as you say, people people it would have been worse in the 80s I could have yeah. expected more in the 80s so the 90s wasn't too bad but yeah. they had some players who thought they could um, get me off the field for good so look we yeah. st- I remember the game we started off well and kicked about four or five goals and I thought well that's great I'll um, I'll go off now and just sit there for the rest of the day but unfortunately South kicked the next four or five so <laughs> it was back on so look it was a it was a great game we kicked away in the end but they tried some things and whether yeah. it was someone looking down on us or luck, or I got away with it. Yeah, um, fantastic. Now, Tucker, uh, I want to talk about a player in, in the 90s at the Blues. He was an absolute superstar in his own right. Chris Grumley won a Maskell medal. Uh, he was an enigma, wasn't he? How did, how did it all come about that he ended up at the Warrnambool Blues? Oh, pure luck, Matty. He um, he come up from Mafra Sale. He'd won the league medal up there, I don't know, 
was it several times, but he actually walked into the wrong um, football ground. He was meant to go to the <laughs> South Warrnambool Football Oval. You're He's joking. walked into the Warrnambool Football Club, introduced himself, and, um, oh, look, I still... Bill Timon was heavily involved at the football club. He, we took him to the Warrnambool Hotel for a meal and some drinks. So, Bill Timon gave me an open check. Yeah. And he said, yeah, take this bloke, which <laughs> people know Bill Timon, that didn't happen very often. So we've gone and, and a few players and uh, met Chris. And he wasn't a, a, a great statue of a bloke. He was... Yeah, he, was he, an wasn't, orca- he wasn't an athlete, no, was he? he wasn't six yeah. foot. He, he didn't look like... Um, you know, yeah, he was, wasn't uh, a model footballer looking, was he? Yeah, no, no I agree. No, and he, and he, he, look, he didn't, to be honest, he didn't really blow his own pies. But one thing he did tell me, we didn't know much of it, what he'd done in his history. And I, I remember saying, you know, Where did you play? I'll full forward. I think, Oh, geez, you know, I'm pretty quick. You know, so, oh, <laughs> you know I, I won't judge it yet. But uh, we started him off, and, and I don't know, I can't remember the first few games, but. He wasn't a full forward, I can yeah. tell you. He, uh, <laughs> he just wanted to play he there. Wa- he wanted to kick <laughs> some goals. But we put him up the midfield, but he played two years for us. And, and in the 93, he won the Maskell uh, yeah. medal. Yeah. So he, he, could, he was he, a gun. He yeah. could play. But going back to 92, he we put him all over the place, and uh, he would not man up at all. <laughs> he was reluctant to ever go near an opposition player. So we stuck him on a wing, I think, and he just went free. Um, yeah. You know, he, we, we, we didn't tell him what the... He just, the rest he is just, history, r- too. Did he ever go back to South? Did he meet them as well? Or no, he- no. He And he told us this himself. So it wasn't something that we found out later. He, he actually said, look, I've, I've, you know, I've, one of his mates or someone told him to go to the South Warnwell Footy Club and he obviously just either read the Warnwell Football Club, but we <laughs> were very lucky. That um, is unbelievable. And as you'll see, if, if anyone's ever listened to the audio of the 92 Grand Final... Um, through our big commentators, all they keep saying was, who's on Grumley? Who's on Grumley? <laughs> Mate, now stick around because uh, we are going to continue this chat next week on Hamblin League Live, the bake at the break, uh, where we're going to talk about uh, your time at Tarang and also how it all ended at the Wonderful Football Club. Big fellas, bake at the break, continuing this week, all thanks to McNeil's BP with our chat with Mark Tocker O'Keefe, of course, former Warrnambool coach and Tarang coach uh, and an absolute superstar. We spoke last week, Tocker, about your early days at the Warrnambool Blues, uh, your time under Grant Thomas in the late 80s and also coaching that flag in 92 at the Blues, first year as coach. Uh, it all ended at the end, uh, in, in the 93 season, mate. Just uh, take us back to there and, uh, and how it all unfolded at the Blues. If I had, if you had asked me against at the end of '92, I would have said this is going to be a great period for yeah. the Warrnambool Football Club. We had yeah. these young players. Uh, we we had a, a couple of older ones there, but you need that. And we had some young players. And it's like any premiership. I think some players might be get ahead of themselves and yeah, take the foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah, look, uh, a lot left. We lost uh, four players who played a thousand games. Yeah. So the Pearson, we, we lost some quality, but. Some other players actually went and chased a bit of bit of money in the district league. They yep. got poached, which still happens to this day. So yep. that's not going to change, I don't think. So we lost a lot of players. I went to the club and said, look, you know, we need to recruit heavily to replace these players. But this is at the same time that the Warnell Football Club got their pokies. Yeah. Same year. and So finances were dried up a little bit, Toc? Uh, yeah. Well, that, I don't know too much about that, but their interest wasn't with the football. Yeah. They're... they're the primary objective was to get these yeah. machines up and about, which I can understand that, but unfortunately they should have had a different group of people running the football. Yeah. You know, it yeah. wasn't 
it wasn't fair on the players, the coaching staff, and all those officials that are involved with the footy because yeah. I'll be honest, they weren't given we weren't given great support. Yeah, and, and mate, honestly, I was up there as a kid. I was captain of the under-18s for a couple of years in that in that period, and they were you know realistically the Blues struggled yeah. through that middle period of the nineties, yeah. didn't they? It probably mm. wasn't until the two thousands where they kind of you know the wheel turned a little bit. Oh look, that without a doubt, every well I think they would have went through probably five or six coaches in that yeah. just for one year because yeah, and I knew that the next coach would be would not get the support either. Yeah, they just whether it was the funds. It, it was a big thing putting the pogies in, and I look yeah. back and say, and I've, I'm, I'm not a great supporter of them, but I've never actually been in there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, you yeah. know, the, the district... For, for a them. business decision, mate, you know, for the club's longevity, so to speak, it's it's been a winner, but they just took the, 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 the eye off the, uh, yeah. you know, what made the club, I guess, Yeah, they, the they, well, well, they were. The they were prepared just to scramble through as best we could, yeah. uh, which I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I still had goals and ambitions yeah. to... Um, you know, and you don't go from winning the premiership to not making the finals, and we did. Yeah, yeah. So our last game in '93, the club, um, and I knew, I knew what was coming. They just said, "Look, I'd had a crack at them about recruiting. They showed me no interest that they were going to do that." Yeah. So I think with a couple of games to go, they said, "We're going to advertise the position. We want you to put into it." Yeah. And I went away and said, um, uh, "Look, no, I'm not." I'm not, if that's the way you want to go. So yeah. the last game that year, we played Terang. I keep going Terang, more like Terang back then. Yep. Um, it was down at Terang. That was our last game. I think Terang were about second or third on the ladder, I think. They were quite yes. quite good. And Warner were about fifth or sixth, and we probably needed to beat Terang. Yeah. And uh, I remember it was a great hard game, and I was angry. Uh, so I, the fair chance I took it out on a few of their players. Yeah. Um, but Warnable played really well. We went down, and I knew it was my last game then for Warnable. Yep. So I went home and uh, and retired. Yep. Very quietly, and, and as far as I was concerned, I was 30 at that stage. Yep. I said, oh, well, that's it. I'm pretty happy. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah. So, um, and then how had Terang come uh, about, mate? Well, they they obviously heard pretty quickly that that what, I wasn't what coaching. Had what, yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Probably not so much what had happened because I never really, back in those days, you keep it to yourself, and and now it doesn't really make much difference. Yeah, you, you know, twenty years later or so. Yeah. Um, but they obviously got wind of it. They were they were looking for a coach. Um, I think they had a gave us a phone call, and and honestly, I never had one percent chance of of coaching again. Yeah. But I will say the only side that I probably would have coached back then was Terang because yeah. they were just um. To play against them, they they were just a formidable opponent. There was no, yeah. it was a hard game. Yeah, I shouldn't say every hard game. Every game was hard. They just they had a club that everyone respected, and yeah, you know they they seemed to be, um, you know, physical, and they just yeah. sort of suited, you know. My, my my style, but so mate, so ninety four, ninety five, ninety six at Terang, uh, finished third in ninety four, uh, really knocking on the door. You get to ninety five, you pick up a young kid by the name of Dave Ryan, uh, who who we know is a quality footballer, and a, and a copper comes to town by the name of Drew Pevitt, uh, really topped that list off, didn't it? Heading into ninety five, mate. Oh look at it. Well, we had Drew ninety four. Uh, I think uh, Dave played yep. ninety. For uh, the premiership year, no, sorry, '95. Yeah, so '94, yeah. we won the premiership in '95. Yeah. Lost one game for the year by a point, but the damage, the, the wheels were in motion in '94. Yeah, 
You know, yeah. South knocked, knocked us out in the preliminary. Camden finished on top in the grand final. Yeah. We played South at Reed Oval yeah. in the, in the preliminary final, and uh, I think they knocked us off by a point. The players were were gutted. Yeah. yeah I could see then that, you know, they yeah. expected to play in the grand final, as we did. Yeah. But they were really hurt. Um, so, 95, they were transfixed. They, they knew, um, yeah. you know, they wanted to win a premiership. Yeah. And the whole year was built around... Around doing that, and you've done it, mate. Ninety-five, huge. We did, and, and look, it was a great. You mentioned a couple of players there. Um, Frank Hollywood, Lowry was another one. Look, we obviously you play against these guys, and when you Risha. get up there, and yeah, they, they had some great. As I say, the legends of, yeah. of have Hampton League. Chipper Grundy. Well, I was going to get on to him. He's. Uh, I was nearly in awe of him. Um, I was very fortunate to play with um, Gary Ablett Senior. Yeah. In Geelong and yeah. And sometimes you actually get there and you're spectating. You're just watching these yeah. guys. Well, Chipper that year, '95, would be the best year I've ever seen a centre half forward play Unreal. for the whole year. Yeah. His timing, and for those big key players that are out there, his timing towards the ball was just spot on. He never yeah. once jumped in the air. He didn't give an opposition player an opportunity to really um, attack him, spoil him. Yeah. He was just. Great to watch, and in, in, in went on to win the Masco Medal in '95. Unreal! Him and, um, in a premiership year, yeah. So. And, and mate, he walked away from the game, didn't he? A couple of years later, uh, he did. He played in '95, and look, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure of Neil's lead up in the in the early '90s. Yeah, I don't think football was his was a massive drive. Yeah. yeah, look, I was lucky enough. I look back and say, well, look, I, I got him to play the best footy in '95. Yeah, and and, and 90, his '96 season wasn't. It probably reflected our club. Our, our team yeah. was up and down a bit in '96. Yeah, um, we weren't still, as steady. Still finished runner-up in '96 against yeah. South. Or you beat '95, yeah. and then they uh, they they reversed it in '96. Yeah. Got us by. And the year was like that. We, we lost some games. We won some games. We were our, our form wasn't wasn't steady. Yeah. And I think if you're going to win premierships, the team that that really is more, you know, you can make all the excuses you want about about injuries and that. But the team that's fairly steady throughout the year generally yeah. win the. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that because last year Warner got knocked off, and they're fairly steady. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you've got uh, kids now, of course. Uh, Timmy, who played his 150th game last week, which was absolutely fantastic, and your daughter Emma and Sarah, uh, both great nipples uh, with Warnable and, and and Emma's obviously spent a bit of time at Port Ferry. Must be great to uh, you know to see the kids coming through. At, and I know I know it's a club that uh, you hold pretty dearly at the Blues because you've got a lot of family ties there. Mate, it must be pretty exciting. Oh, look, it's the whole thing is. Um and look, I must say, when I finished coaching um, the senior football, I started over again and went back, because my son was involved, went back yeah. and coached under 12, went come up through the juniors again, yeah. through the 12s, 14s, 16s and 18. So yeah. I probably did it a little bit in reverse. But oh, look, it's fantastic. All clubs need, need support and need help. Um, yeah. No matter whether it's once a month or whatever. So for all you guys out there that have children involved, yeah. and, and some feel, oh, gee, they don't want me, no, they don't need anyone, but... I'll tell you, they do. It's just yeah. a matter of walking up to your club and saying, you know, do you want me to do anything? Yeah. And uh, look, it makes the, the, the task so much easier. And, and yeah. you do, you get to meet more people. And as I say, footy clubs are a fantastic place. Football netball clubs are fantastic places to, to, to associate. You know, yeah. I remember playing years ago, and well, it was years ago, and you'd stay at the club that night. Yeah. You know, you'd be going down to the streets and yeah, and nightclubs and probably some probably yeah, that debate. was your but, social you know, yeah. You know, yeah. we were quite in, intent just to stay where we are and mix with the yeah the same likes that you play football with, which is uh, very unique. 
Uh, fantastic, mate. Well, listen, I'll tell you what's been great to catch up. Uh, of course, got the big reunion on today uh, at the football, the, the 95 uh, Premiership reunion. 20 years. Uh, where's that time gone? Absolutely amazing. Um, but uh, always good to talk. And, uh, and uh, honestly, I know there's a lot of people looking forward to uh, seeing you running around in this Layla Rose game. It's going to be fantastic. Well, as I said, don't get your expectations. But look, anyone uh, today, get up there. A beautiful day today. So get up to the uh, up to the Trang Rec Reserve and uh, see the Blues take on the Bloods and uh, and pop over the netball. It'll be a very good game in netball. And uh, yeah, look, the the, the Layla Rose Foundation game. I hope the sun's shining. <laughs> <laughs> so do I, mate. Thank you very much. And uh, we must thank Johnny McNeil and the crew down at McNeil's BP too for making it all possible. Great to uh, great to chat, talk. My pleasure, Matty.